I'm Ryan Castle. It's showtime. So much 90s music in this room. <laughs> oh man, we're back. It's another edition of Three Things We Gotta Talk About podcast. And a very special Three Things We Gotta Talk About this movie edition. Oh yeah. Obviously, we've transferred back to the late 90s, early 2000s because there's no other reason anybody would play this song. Although, I will point out that as soon as it came on in the movie we just watched, Cam lit up and was like, what is this song? <laughs> yeah, and he Googled it, and he wrote it down, and now, I did. And now it's it's going to be part of his solid rotation. I cannot wait to jam out to it on the drums, you that's for sure. already is, yeah. And we got a quite an eclectic crew up in the building. Where do we call on this? Because this, we're usually coming from the Castle Tower or the Castle Dungeon. This is neither. This is the Quarantine file. The Quarantine Dome. <laughs> Club Quarantine. This is Club, Club Quarantine. quarantine. Oh, there it is. <laughs> we should have lit up Cam's lights. So. Oh, <laughs> Club Quarantine. I got them on my phone. Once again with you, as always, I'm Ryan Castle. And back for a second episode in a row. Oh, there we go. Quarantine Club lights just hit the room. You guys don't see it, but there's lights everywhere. Just know that the vibe is here now. Okay. The vibe it's going is with as here. We, look at that. It lights up as we it talk. It goes to the to Oh, the my voices. God. We so, do it live here in Club Quarantine. Exactly. Turned out for nothing. So it's a whole new squad we got today. Mr. Cam Murray, he's back for a second straight edition. Of three second straight one. Movie. Yeah. Second straight movie. Yeah. But we got two new challengers. And uh, one who's been waiting to get on the pod. I'm so glad she could finally get in this. Miss Jenny Sims, y'all. Mike, check one, two, one, two. It is <laughs> Welcome live, to quarantine and, uh, day Nobody one. say anything too crazy because Jenny's kind of freaking out. She, <laughs> This whole thing just hit her. Just now coming into the quarantine. I just, just came realized into in, the quarantine, got a little too high and realized what's actually <laughs> happening in yeah. our world right now. So there's a good chance mid-pod she might freak out and jump out the window. But she's living it right now. So like, yeah, we're, we're okay? We're okay. We're, right. How quarantine's For, handling it. All right. All right. And then, of course, another member of the Castle Podcast team is Miss Sam. Savage Sam. Savage Sam. Sam. I'm new around here, yeah. but I'll tell you what's up. <laughs> I like Sam that. Sam Duncan, newest member like of the Three Things team. But we're like the yo-yo, not the donut. Of her hate. Oh, like I like it. that. This entire episode was very spontaneous. I don't know how, but somehow we landed on American Pie. Man, it, it was... Quintessential 90s movie. Cult classic. Cult classic from 1999 that reminds us all a little bit of our high school days, you know. Well, that's kind of what we're going to get into a little bit. So, that said, we all just watched. We all took our notes. And you know what? We got some things we got to talk about. That's what it is. So, How many things? We got a good amount. <laughs> we have we're a gonna few break. things. We got a lot. We all got full pages of notes. So, I'm let's wait. Sure. No more time. Three. Let's Three. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I, got, I got too high to take a full page. <laughs> you, are you telling me that those notes, that things you were taking on your laptop had nothing to do with the movie? No, I was looking up the quarantine. Oh, shit, yeah. She started, okay, so Jenny started just kind of realizing all this stuff as we were watching the movie. She's starting to freak out a little bit, but that's why we're here to ease her nerves. We're going to talk about American Pie. We're not going to talk about the coronavirus. Everybody out there listening, we're tired of hearing the coronavirus. Let's talk about a movie from 1999. Anything else. About a bunch of high school kids trying to fuck, right? (laughs) Straight up. What is there to talk about right now? With the worst game ever, by the way. Just across the board. I thought it was a pretty good game. Well, that's what we did you not learn all your games from American Pie? Certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> I learned most of my games, so. fun fact, from Hey Arnold. Really? Which very interesting. Football head? They all just had very good morals and very good aspects. Remember when they were hitting on the sixth graders when they were in fourth grade? I didn't really watch Hey Arnold much. Love that Hey Arnold. That's fantastic, though. We'll get, we'll get, that's another We'll podcast. do an episode of Hey Arnold. That's another podcast. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, you gotta toss it up to the rundown. And begin with thing number one. Numero uno. Number one. Was 1999 the best year to be in high school? 99 or like the 90s? The general the region. Like the, the... That era. The Y2K you know? era? Yeah. I have hard feelings on this because my sister is eight years older than me. So I graduated in 2008. So she graduated in 2000. So this is her era. Okay. So this is like spot on. And I feel like it was the era of like house party, like all these like 90s parties, everything was a little loose. You could like be a little bit more ignorant about like the times, like it was just more about having fun. But it kind of set our generation up for the foundation of now to kind of have been raised on that, hey Arnold, that house party (laughs) shit, to be watching (laughs) it and knowing to where once we have our time, 
Now we're going to be partnering with that. That raised us from the 90s generation to then take it to that level. See, I think the key thing about what they had in 99 was it was this age of innocent internet, yeah. right? Yeah. Like there was, I was going to say, it's pre-internet, pre-like... Well, it was like around, media. but AOL we didn't know... Yeah, we didn't know... Like, at we, most, we had instant messenger, you We know? didn't know what Chat it was going to turn into. Yeah, you know, and I like, think... I mean, in one hand, you can look at it and say that that made it better because they could do some crazy shit and not have to worry about, like, it being posted. Like... Um, like it was okay to on this movie to have a high school girl get naked on a a webcam, uh, a webcam that has been first everybody just thousands of people and it was just okay for and this everybody just girl. celebrates it. Everyone, and Blink One Eighty Two was watching. Oh my this god, unraised girl. So I have seen American Pie probably about a hundred times in high school at least. Okay. I not once knew that that was Blink-182 until just this time when the girl's doing her stripping scene and everybody's watching it. And I noticed the dude on the far right. I'm like, that guy's from Blink-182, right? And you're all like, yeah, that's Blink-182. Yeah, I right. love like, that. But I have to say, I totally remember that as being Blink-182 because they were almost an idol of what that time meant and what it was. Yeah, I remember true. listening to their albums on like, those little boom boxes with the CD player that like but then you could like record and tape yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then it would just spin for a second before it played you could just hear it like, yeah, exactly. like it was warming up yeah, it was like, like I do the key point is that internet was not what it is now is that a good thing or a bad thing I think it was a good thing because like I don't I personally I feel like social media kind of worked perfectly with where I came about because like MySpace started Right, which was like the first like real popular social media thing that started my freshman year at college. That's when it really kind of took off, and I wouldn't have wanted it in high school. When I was in yeah. high school, nobody was on social media, and when as soon as I got to college, I think that's kind of when you're okay to start doing social media. So it kind of worked perfectly for me. And I think as high schoolers go, like that's so much like they almost like tapped into that a little bit with a everybody you know peeking on Nadia without her even knowing it and it seeming like this like kind of crazy they were actually probably the first movie to incorporate something a like child yeah. well yeah. and I mean after <laughs> like for me I used to teach high school for four years and you know I just a lot of like the bullying and like the insecurities of like being a teen come from the social media like feeling yeah. left out like seeing a group of your friends and a picture on Instagram and you weren't invited or you know, like, a lot of the mean comments sent over Snapchat when it disappears. And I think, like, the innocence of not having to worry about what you were doing and, like, the perception of what other people thought probably made them much more carefree. So I love what you just said about, like, the way it used to be in um, back when we were in high school, maybe, like, early thousands. But it's funny now because American Pie, a movie like that, couldn't exist t today in 2020. Hell no. If social media existed, when Nadia was taking her clothes off, it would have been to the high school miles oh down God. the road. Everyone It'd be on like CNN it. tomorrow. Could like, you imagine? <laughs> it would blow up huge now. It would definitely become like national news like tomorrow. And think like, about it. Yeah, in the yeah. movie, it was the exact opposite. It was like, oh, this is cool. Look at how exciting like, this look is. Look at how like, awesome yeah. everyone was so intrigued. I mean, it's first kinda, of all, it sets up like the very first generation of like FaceTime and video and Skype yeah. text. Like, yeah. Long yeah. before yeah. that was a thing. It would that definitely was, be some sort of headline that says like, High school student uh, right. broadcast um, sexy so, video in her bedroom. And Jim, to to see. and Jim would be in jail for sure. Dude. For oh, <laughs> and no, probably his sure. dad, too. Because no, exactly. Oh. Not Jim, but Jim's dad would No, they, all, would, they would all go to trial. It would be like this drawn-out thing, and he would be looked at as a pariah. And it a all be conspiracy. But really, yeah. should be probably why we're thinking more about American Pie and why it was so great the way it was back yeah. in the day. It was, it was, just, mean, it was like innocent sexual harassment. <laughs> Which is I mean, not a thing anymore. Let's make that clear. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Well, here's the thing: is like ever back when it was innocent. No, but that's the thing: is movies like this, like those kind of high school rom coms, like, they've always kind of been that way. Like you look at the movies, like Animal House in the '70s. There's a lot of fucked up shit like that that did not age well, even ten years later. Porky, same thing. Are we not going to talk about the best part of the movie though? Best part of the movie. What was the best Let's part see. of the movie? What, okay, what's what do you all think? No, no, no. Wait, are we still on thing one? We're still on thing one. What is thing one? Yeah. Thing one was nine. Uh, is ninety nine the best year to be a high school? Okay, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap up. 
I think the 99 was the best year. The Y2K year? They didn't even know what was going to happen whenever to the computers whenever they moved to the next yeah. generation. There was like, an era of, like, whatever, like let's live for today, you know? Was whatever. And, hey, it's like today's day and age. <laughs> Except for they could do something about it. That was exciting. Remember that? Remember we could do things? Was, <laughs> yeah. like, I like that. that was but, like, the 90s were the decade of house parties. It was the decade of the parties. And I think that that party at Stifler's house at the beginning of the movie kind of embodies all that. Like, what that, like, notice nobody at that party was on their phone. You know, everybody was living in the now. Everybody was, like, socialized and they're doing their thing. That party would not look like that now. It's, no, it, parties now, I've seen it. My nephews, my little brother are 17, 18 years old, and they're lame. They're trying they are to- the worst parties ever. Either, first of all, they're just sitting there doing nothing on their phones, or they're doing, like, crazy drugs and everyone's all strung out you're like what is this is a this high room party? over here is trying to organize a tiktok video yeah. Yo, and everyone oh. over here is doing acid and shit i'm like you guys are 17 years old doing yeah. real drugs I know like, what, that what is happening like in 1999 it was a bunch of horny teens just drinking out of a keg trying to get fucked up and like see where it goes you know like i'm gonna try to dance and as not worried yeah and not worried about like what ends up on social media the next day you know oh, yeah. or we were, we were smoking a hookah and drinking beer out of an old yes. orange juice fucking gallon. <laughs> so does anybody have an alternate answer as to what the best time to be Except a high school Except for, like, in? our time. Like, the 2000, you know, like, 5 to 2009. I mean, I would say I any like any year that we were allowed to leave our house would yeah. be... Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, all, that's all Jenny stuck well, on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again. That's, I'm going to argue that the 90s um, laid the foundation for where we are today. So I'd say, yeah, early thousands hey. when I was growing up was, was the best time because we were the first ones to experience social media. I had MySpace when I was a little kid, and, and we know the the boundaries and yeah. you know, the dangers of Do it. Do we know the boundaries, though? No. Maybe boundaries I mean, is the wrong word, but like, how about the dangers? Boundaries the wrong word, yeah. I mean, that's it would be hard to like try to navigate that for a, a kid up coming up nowadays. Be like, oh, well, this is how you have to do social media, and this one, knowing that like anything's... It's all accessible. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to actually parent that shit. I don't know. So we'll just but say if Jim, if yeah, Jim was sticking his dick in that, yeah. um, cherry pie in uh, 2020, was shit would not be. Pie? Can we jump, talk about the best jump. part of the movie, though? What is it? What? You're dying. Sorry, no, Jenny's dying. dying. Yeah, bring it up. After he fucks the... It's a cherry pie. After he fucks it's the definitely cherry pie. It's, a, it's an apple pie, I'm pretty sure. After okay. he laid pipe in the apple pie, <laughs> <laughs> the next scene is them sitting at the table. Looking at the pie. <laughs> Just <laughs> staring at it. Like, like, it like it was a science project. Like, like the pie cut like, up in pieces... <laughs> It wasn't cut up in pieces. It, it was, was destroyed. destroyed. No. And they're just the they're sitting at the table. There's no music. There's no TV. They're just looking at it's this. It's just a straight ravishing eye. And they're just silently staring at it. And then Eugene Levy comes in with one of the best lines of the movie with just, we'll just tell your mother we ate it all. <laughs> like it needed to be explained further because you know he couldn't pull that off calmly. He wasn't going to play it cool at all. Like he was... He was gonna give his eyebrow thing. Oh, but, but we can all point. agree, though, the pie on the table with them looking That's at great. it. That's great. That's a great moment. It and is. And my whole thing is, is like, <laughs> it seems so like uh, to most females out there. I'm sure that like fucking this apple pie seems so far fetched, but like, I want to know where you're going with this. Yeah, <laughs> where is he going with this? As a 16 year old boy, like, tread lightly. I go back. I'm like. Not out of you the question. You would have fucked an apple pie. Not out of the question. I never fucked a pie. I'm just saying, <laughs> as might. a 16 year old boy, I feel like I thought about putting my dick in questionable places. And <laughs> a pie was not the weirdest place to do it. A, a teenage saying? boy is the worst thing in the entire what, world. Why is a teenage boy the worst thing? What? Where, where's the They're just horny little. Like, the whole premise of this movie is that he is just. A horny little disgusting teenage boy that has no idea how to fester his sexual energy. It starts with Nadia. He fucks a pie. He ends up with the band girl that's no. like, okay, I got you. Like, let me no. just help you handle this. I want to know what kind of sick fuck in Hollywood was sitting in a boardroom and goes, I'm going to write a movie about a kid fucking a pie. 
a director that was a 16-year-old boy one time. <laughs> Everybody loves a good coming-of-age story where we're learning about, for you guys, sticking your dick in new things. The pie. And, that, and that's exactly and what we're seeing. I'm As, just saying. It's true. I don't know. Did I miss the part in, in adolescence where I want to stick my dick in a bunch of random things? Because I wasn't. I mean, I was taught that you boys wanted to stick your dick in things as early as possible. I you hope spent not. an ungodly amount of time it's talking true. about putting your dick in things. That's good. You've seen it like six minutes now. All right. Let's get back I to American can. Pie. I blame Cam. Yep. Okay. Well, back to American we'll Pie. This is American Pie. <laughs> it is. It is. Hold on. Yeah. And we are talking it about the name of the movie. They're dick in a pie. And I feel like he's just not... I'll bet you the like, working title of the movie is a one time called Dick, dick in a Pie. pie. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I love is... I would just say this. There's no way that us discussing American Pie was not going to eventually land on us <laughs> discussing putting a dick in a pie. Like, that was going to happen. I think we've covered it from every base, so... I we'll think, gracefully tiptoe on. I think our audience is probably sick of hearing the term dick and pie. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm not done saying it. I'm going to put a quarantine on the term dick and the pie. Okay, that's it. We've exceeded. It's my dick in a box. Before we drag it any lower, I'm going to throw it up to thing number two. I like it. Number two. Yo, we just we gracefully it. transitioned from dick and pie to thing number two. It wasn't that great. It was as good as I could do, though. <laughs> we have so many opportunities to transition still. No, I've already transitioned. It's already happened. The bridge is built. I'm, I'm, I'm walking oh, across God, it. Yeah. I'm already stepping across it now. This is Vietnam, baby. This We're is moving. The, <laughs> this well, is you're the just a <laughs> I'm trying to build thing, that moat, baby. Thing number two. Which character would you most likely have hung out with in high school? Ooh, I'm going to change this question. Which character would you have hooked up with in school? <gasps> or which one do you identify most with? Any of the things, you know? Do I identify most with? Let's start just with who would you hang out with. Which one out of like what you saw would you most want to have had as your high school homie? I'm going to take it first. Go. Uh, it took me a little while into the movie to catch on to her name. But her name is Jessica, that curly-ass girl oh, yeah. who's uh, Tara Reed's best friend. Yes. She just keeps it real. That's the girl I'd hang with. I would definitely 100%. want to know her in high school. Yeah. And she's the only one who's telling the girls the way to get it in. Right. I mean, realistically, we're watching she's... this movie. We're seeing all these guys trying to get it in. She's the only one who's showing us the opposite side, who's trying she's... to help Tara yeah. Reed, And those girls at least have their perspective. So I, that's who I'd hang with. Yeah, no, she's on her own speech. She's she's just mobbing through prom with headphones on, like she don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, no, I like her stuff. I mean, turns out in later movies that actresses usually plays a lesbian and maybe no, In one of the sequels, she shows up as a lesbian. She's like, yeah. this is my girlfriend, I'm a lesbian now, so Okay, like, you know what, maybe that's that's why I'm remembering yeah. this. Jessica was the girl that every guy in high school tried to get with, and no one actually got with. Not really like, like into anyone. You didn't know what her deal was. How do you like, know how I'm supposed to get her intrigued? Well, yeah. as a girl, that's why you kept that girl as your best friend. Yeah, no, because she'd be a good best she friend. She lured him in, and then you just got to be the cute girl. It's like, hey. No matter who the guy was, they were like, what's up? And she's like, ah, in your dreams. And, and then it turns out, as we learn later, it's probably because she was actually lesbian. But yeah. the whole thing yeah. is, is, every guy would like throw it at her, and she would just like, because she I don't think sexually jocks. down as yeah. far as the perception she gave off. Gave well, off. it sounds like she was just super insecure and didn't know who she was. No, she mm. knew exactly who she was and she wanted ladies and that's what she was trying to exercise. But do you think she knew that in while well, she was in high school? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think that if this movie was made in um, 2020, then yes, yeah, she would have. She would have, but like... But this movie was made back I in the day and it wasn't open. That's a good point. I wonder if when they were writing this at that time, if they were thinking of her being in it. Well, that's yes. interesting. I would they love did to know that. Realize. Yeah. I, I imagine they weren't, but then when they looked back at it as they were making the sequels, they were like, yeah, Jessica probably ended up Like, I agree with what you're saying, but I'd like to... Yeah. Part of me hopes that the it would be nice. I hope those screenwriters know, yeah. thought that, the, that she was the lesbian. It would be interesting to pick the Which makes from. sense that she'd be the lesbian with, like, the quote-unquote hot girl. Yeah. But she also said in so the she other movies secretly that she loved Vicky secret. the whole time? Maybe. I admired uh, Finch's relationship with her in the movie, which brings me to my answer. I think I'm going with Finch. Yo! <laughs> I, I just like sort of sarcastic, but like not forcing humor. That's just kind of very confident in where he sits, and he's not trying to. He never feels like he's like trying too hard to be anything or that. Yet, as we dig deep, we realize he's actually trying very hard to establish a reputation by himself by straight paying Jessica off two hundred bones just to like 
claimed that she slept with him. It's interesting that it's kind of a commentary on this kind of student that looks like he's chill and he doesn't give a damn and he's just naturally cool. But he, under under the surface, he's actually working very hard to gain a reputation. I like that. But uh, as terms of just like how he just kind of hung his demeanor and his style and everything, like I think me and him would have got along. He's pretty laid back. Yeah, I, I like this. What you, Jenny? I would say probably Kevin is when I like identify with the most or would have hung out with the most. He's like a homie. Like he rallies his crew and he supports them and he like hypes them up and he's like their personal like wingman and cheerleader and he's loyal almost to a fault sometimes to his boys. Um, and that would be who I would want to roll deep with. I mean. I'll just go ahead and say it then. Stifler. I knew. Oh, oh, you know, know. Know. You don't want to be his enemy. That's what do you mean? Yeah. He's throwing parties. He's reckless. He's a douchebag. Hold on. Stifler is the only one in the movie that doesn't find himself, that doesn't change character. He <laughs> yeah. is just 100% Stifler the whole time. And yeah. I need people around me that are real. So, Stifler. He's judgeable all the time. It's not going to come to some epiphany and change because of some girl. He's going to be Stifler all the time. You know what I you get with him. Right. Exactly. I would say I, yeah. And Stifler you, is that dude. You want to you wanna know him and like be on good terms with everything, but he's not the guy who I'm calling up when I just want to chill with one of my homies. He's Hold a, on. Just, well, he's yeah. a party friend. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. He's not yeah. Like a real friend. You're like, hey, Stifler, where's the party at? Okay, cool. I'll see you there. And this then, is yeah, high you know. school. Yeah, I know. We're here to party. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and Stifler, I feel like, was the only one that encompassed how me and my friends thought in high school. It was like, we're going to rage. Sounds fun, but you you might have uh, gave us a little bit. Welcome much, welcome much to growing up in the Midwest. <laughs> Which is where this movie took place. Exactly. Michigan. In Michigan. That's who we would want to hang out with. But who or did anybody in the movie make you feel like relatable to i feel like every teenage kid can at one point relate to jim yeah exactly like, no matter well, who you are yeah, you don't know exactly. what you're doing oh my god my friends like you go to them for advice and they give you the worst advice and then they try to fix it by giving you also equally bad advice inevitably at any point coming along as a social being everyone has had a certain point where they're like trying to figure out how socializing works and that's kind of what jim is this whole movie walking up to nadia and her friends and he just jumps in laughing and he doesn't know what to say and he just thinks that like that like that's an approach and now he could have spun that which by the way has anybody ever done that has anybody ever just walked into a conversation with just laughing no. and like, no. and like, like they're 100%. laughing so you're just like 100 <laughs> percent. now it's workable but you just need to be able to capitalize on it, which that's exactly. where Jim fucked up. Like, he could have just been like, he either could have called himself. I'm like, I don't know what we're laughing about. Uh, sorry, that was awkward. I'm and Jim, I, by the way. You know, like, you know, right? you know, he could have worked it, but like, instead he just ate it and he was just like, I'll talk to you later. He, and well, that's not, what made it He awkward. took his that everyone. Yeah. When you were in high school, who's most relatable though? For me, it'd be Kevin. He'd be the one I want to hang out with, and I most relate. No, I'm saying like... He's like a homie. You have like a secret book, and you like Let cheated me, oh, your wife. No, no, no but this. I'm like... A, like I'm looking at... Like, he cheated his way through all that. I, I didn't want to hate on no, Kevin. No, he just got good He advice. was the only one that had a he book. He was enough to make sure he gets her off, which is more than most grown-ass men can say. I would I say... Said it. Most grown-ass men don't have a book! Wait, I yeah. would and say... most grown-ass men don't know how to do it. Wait, at wait. that point, I would have memorized it instead of going You know what, boys? Me. I think that, that if we could just take a pause to just talk about what Jenny just said. If men just had a minute to uh, take a minute of taking care of the girl first. If they just read the book, then a lot of issues could be solved. I don't need a goddamn book. Do you think that there's actually any high school in history that had a book in a library that was like the not in a library, the sex but I that think everybody passed down. I feel like maybe through their group a of student would have just jacked that. They're like, oh, it's been passed on. Like one kid would just be like, no, I'm keeping this shit. Fuck y'all, I'm not giving it back. So my point was, so he just got fast track through being a fucking teenager. What are you like, talking about? He just had a cheat sheet. It's like getting the study guide. He got it given to him by his brother or whatever. That's yeah. not fair. You. What so is, the rest of us had fair? to fumble our way through this. It's what given the, down to one student every year, so somehow, I don't know how his brother was the guy to gift that to him, but like it was. Sounds know. like, uh... Sam's got something to say. Sounds like nepotism. So I think, no, I don't think there's definitely a, a book in every high school that's got the answers, but do I think that it's not possible there isn't a book somewhere in some high school that's got the answers by a group of friends, just like American Pie? 
Yeah, no, it's, it's not a Google Doc now. Let's be real. <laughs> Let me bring it all back to She's when I taught it. high school. I found the Google it. Doc oh, with shit. all the porn links that they were sharing. Okay, those themselves. are porn links, though. Those aren't like sex tips. Okay, but if I found the porn links when they should have been working on their English essay, then I guarantee somewhere, some Google Doc, they oh. have it all. So arguably, that's the equivalent of a modern day library where yeah, people just find out. Yeah. No, I know we're saying the same thing. Is that that? Yes. Yeah, so the answer to your question is it does exist, but it's not in a it's library not, of books. Yeah. Let me transition to this because this is a question I wanted to pose. Well, just this will be two C. Okay. What is the most 1990 thing about this movie? Because I think that right there we could start the fact that there would be a uh, notebook hidden in a library as to where people are sharing sex tips. How underage kids please underage yeah. kids. Yes. It's that, like the whole thing. That like, is very 1999. Very 90s. That's okay. what I was going to say. What else is the most 1999 thing about this um, movie? The fact that you could also webcam underage girls in 1990. Like the whole webcam scheme. Yeah. Think about that happening Super in 2020. Yeah. Think about. Even like five years kids. later, that shit wouldn't have flown. No. Like, yeah, that's what I mean about this movie. It was made at a very unique time when the internet was like just starting to come into something like which okay this brings me to my answer the 1999 aol graphics when they're like looking at the computer everybody's on this dial-up thing and it's this very like shoddy webcam and everything yeah that's super 1990. i think you guys are missing it the whole 1990s most 1990 thing is the fact that there's an entire fucking movie about a kid putting his dick in a pie <laughs> yep. underage yep. And not only is it okay, it becomes a number one bestseller. It was like classic. the hit of the like, summer. Yeah. It was not only the hit of the summer; it was the hit of the next decade to come. <laughs> that yeah. shit would like, go straight to DVD. How many movies be, did they make off of America? That shit would be like Netflix. It spawned off like eight I'm sequels. I'm sure they're still making them. There's a bunch well, of band is. camp movies and shit. So yeah. I'm just saying the whole the most 1990 thing about this movie was the fact that this idea was allowed to be made into a movie yes. and it was a huge made into hit. a franchise a franchise yeah. one of the first things i think of is porn magazines he's yes. got porn oh, magazines yes. in his drawer i wrote and this nobody's down. got porn magazines anymore we got the internet you got your phone you got your ipad you got so many options yeah this is exactly what plays into my concept of why i made this was so 99 and there's a very specific time because this was this time right before porn just became like available to anybody that really wanted it. And I, the beginning of the movie starts with him trying to like get off to like this scrambled porn. No, yeah. scrambled porn. And I remember when I was like growing up, there was like a channel where it was like that. Like you could hear it, but it was scrambled. And if you wanted to like scrambled see pornography, it, your options were either that. Or look at an old magazine that, like, you found in your, like, you know, like dad's you bed or something. Like I had to, like, army crawl into my stepdad's room yeah, and, like, under the like bed. That. And I'm, like, looking around. I'm, like, oh, my God. I got to get the same thing. You just had, like, the few pictures in a Playboy magazine. You're, like, whoa, look at that. I feel like also, like, as the generation changed, like, with the Me Too movement coming back, like, they had to go back, like, the cast of American Pie and put out, like, a statement about, like, looking back at the movie 20 years later... Um, we realized that a lot of the things that we did and said, like, haven't aged well. And so, like, for that, like, we apologized, but the movie was um, indicative of, like, cultural norms at the time. But they had to, like, come out and make a statement about it because people were asking, like, all of the American podcasts That's a about lot it. of... A That's lot so of interesting. Yeah, I, I actually had no idea that that was a thing, but it makes a whole lot of sense now in 2020 that they would have to come and um, apologize for that because... It's that. not the same way it is, but also what made me think back to um, you can we're pick talking it up. about. I feel like you keep trying. No, to look I'm that. looking. It's fine. No one sees that I'm looking. It's cool. They don't know where I'm looking. Um, but what I know is what, one thing I thought of. What is this kind of interesting? Talking about um, Jim and his father when he was in there, like that communication there. How many of your parents sat you down and had that conversation with Whoa. you? Yeah, not uh, many. My parents did. And well, sorry, yeah. Midwest, but after a little while, it wasn't happening so much. Yeah, I don't think I got Maybe that. if we all had Jim's like, down. I appreciate that I didn't get that. Maybe if we all had Jim's dad, <laughs> like we would have been looking I feel a little like, better. I feel like more people in California needed Jim's dad. Jesus Jim's dad conversation was, really was enough for me. Man. I feel like my parents had a legitimate, real conversation like his dad did. He didn't, oh, I was just looking at this portrait. Let's talk about masturbation, you know? Like, he jumped right into it. Like, there was no bullshit. My mom was like, look, 
I think you're having sex. Like, let me tell you what you're not supposed to do and what you are okay to do. Your mom had this conversation? Yo, straight up. And it was the best conversation ever because I was like, awesome. Now I can tell my mom I everything. was the third of four kids. By the time I came around, my parents were like, you know it's up from your sibling. Exactly. You know, it was like my mom just wanted me to be respectful towards females. Yeah. So there was that conversation. I could not imagine not having it, you know. I got two more things that are the most 99 thing, real quick. Uh, one, the soundtrack. Most 99 well, thing ever. Super, but like, it's not just like that it has songs from the 90s, but like, they're all these songs that are just quintessential that era that like, when you think of that era, those are what, like the song we opened with and Semi Charmed Kind of Life and all those ones. Yeah, like there's so many songs. One that- thing I noticed was that every single one of those songs have at least an eight count snare snap like that's when everybody and that's when everybody starts exactly. playing yeah yeah exactly yeah. the other one um the other thing the most 99 thing about the movie gym shirts no do you remember in late 90s everybody wearing shirt like it wasn't everybody but there's was always guys wearing those like like the butt the shirt on the outside that was just always they looked hideous yeah i know we were the only 90s thing i could think of what i saw from that movie is jim's goddamn plaid wallpaper yeah all that of that unreal jim in general was just like he's super 1999 which also makes him just all the more like this Jim. movie encompass yeah this can movie i make a just movie. a general point about jim yeah why was he always like jerking off or doing some weird shit with his penis i think that's because that's what the movie focused on i mean were you guys all doing, doing that at age 16 jason biggs and having to film those scenes though like yeah having to like literally to pretend fuck a to fuck as a an adult i think he was like 19 or 20 years old when he had to do that film he was like an adult isn't there actually another movie where he had to do that again I think all the American Pie movies I had to do some no, embarrassing he, like he got no they only fucked a pie in the first one yeah but he had to do some no, kind no, of no, embarrassing oh, oh he got his he, his he dick, dick got super glued hose. to his hand oh, yeah. in the second one in one of them stuck in a hose focus no focus. he like Probably. he was he was reaching over for a lube and picked up like super yeah. glue. Oh, yeah. No, he, it became glued and then he had to go to the hospital. Yeah, it became kind of the theme. It was like the running theme. Like every movie had to have like a gym fucked up with his dick. Alright, with the clink of the white claw, I think <laughs> that means I think that means it's time to get into thing number three. Let's do it. Number three. And thing number three means it's time to give away some thingies. Thingies. Award season, y'all. So let's go ahead and start it out with LeBron Award for the MVP of the movie. Jim's dad. Oh damn! Coming oh, right in. Coming in hot. All right. Why? His why is Jim's dry Zander? humor and like Eugene Levy? Eugene Levy, he, yeah. Yeah, he just like they're staring at a portrait. And he goes, "Let's talk about masturbating." Like he just has these epic one-liners. Like we'll tell your mom we ate it all. Like mm-hmm. just and they come in out of nowhere. Like he doesn't have like a lot of screen time, but every single time he's in the screen, he makes a funny line. So, so he's, I. He's utilized well. I will say that is the fundamentals of what is the next award, which is the Six Man Off the Bench, uh, Six Man Award. So we'll get to that. But uh, what you just described, the idea of that is every single minute he's on camera, he makes everything count. But he does. If you think that that elevated him all the way to the MVP, then you know that's your call. I stand by it. Yeah, I, I, I stand by my choice. I'm gonna Sam. let Cam go first because I'm pretty sure that my MVP is the MVP. All right, Cam, who's your MVP? My MVP is the band girl. Michelle. She does, he doesn't even Michelle. know her name. She must not be She the is the MVP because the whole time she's like super innocent and he's like trying to figure out how to like open up to this girl and she's like, stop playing games. And she actually like hooks up with him and like complete the entire movie. Okay. Without her, the movie is completely That was pointless. so cute, Cam. You made I, it sound it like fun. Jim was way more suave than he actually was. In the I movie. It was because he was trying to like beat around the bush that all he wanted was like to hook up and she was like, yeah, I've been waiting for this I think time. I think it, it actually taps into something that is true that a lot of adolescents don't even realize is that Jim spends the whole movie being like, oh, how do I get a girl laid? Like all this and all. And then all it came down to was just like, the girl was just like, no, I'm trying to fuck too. So like, yeah, no, I'm here. Right. Like, See, you know? I feel like he was <laughs> exactly. trying to swerve her the whole movie. Like he goes outside with his guy friends and literally goes, I need to go get my bag. And my date. Like, he was not trying to hang he out with her. He was an insert. He was yeah. not into her until he was she an literally insert. said, are we going to fuck? Yeah, 
Exactly. So that showing that, that girls are on that side of the spectrum too. Which, MVP. Which I love that. You know, it's so great to show that girls are on the same side of the spectrum, but it's really right. not posting the great message. Hey, why is sh- it not posting the great message that women can pick and choose? They and sure be, can, but like, like if we're I can be walk real. up to a guy in a bar and be like, "You're gonna come home with me." The same yeah, way a guy can do that to me. Like, of course, I'm we, not saying we, we don't say have the that, option to that do that. It's a bad message. I'm just that saying. Women are and she played it. And independent. She played it so cool. And then she was just like... Until she was t- game time. She's like, yeah, I put a flute in my pussy. And he was like, what? what? And she's like, stop playing games, motherfucker. I'm like, you've been taking your time this whole time. He's like beating around the bush. She's like, let's go fuck. And he's like, okay. And then and immediately he's like, yep, yep. So your MVP choice was Michelle. Michelle. How about you, Sam? All right, my MVP choice is 100% Kevin. Obviously, Kevin. We were already talking about Kevin. Why? I do. Kevin one is the first one to she, make the pass. She's got a little He's bit of terror read in her, the, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. yeah. Kevin was the first one to make the pact. I'm, I wrote in my notes, and I'd have to refer, like, fucking fact check me, but he jumped on a couch, and it reminded me of goddamn Tom Cruise jumping yes. on the couch with Oprah, saying everybody can have what they want. He's also the first one to encourage Finch to fucking go after he wants and use his big dick where it is. He's also the first wait, one. Wait, wait. All these questions. are I got bad. Questions. I got hold questions. on, hold on, hold on. All these are bad news. So he made a sex pack with his friend saying we're all going to have sex with girls. And I, what, He's the driving. What kind of a creepy guy no, says wait, that to on. anyone? Hang on. That was what they That's were so all weird. gearing towards anyways. So I'm understanding of what you're saying on that one. Like, Hey, this is what we're trying to do, guys. We can we can help each other get to this goal. So, and that's the driving point of this whole movie is they're all working towards that goal. So I get that. The other one you said he convinces Finch to use his big dick ways. Like what? What are you talking about there? To uh, fuck his friend's mom? Are you kidding me? Kind of. No, I mean, but like the Finch d- the, needed some empowerment. That was just a rumor that he had spread, and he he helped him spread the big and he dick helped him rumor. spread it. Okay, so that's what you're Finch saying. Could, that's, okay. I'm sorry. But what if Castle convinced me to have sex with your mom? The question asked was who I thought was the best. The <laughs> My answer was I think Kevin was so, the MVP. He so drove he would the be the MVP if he convinced me to have sex with Kevin, your mom. When Finch needed somebody to tell him what's up, Kevin was the one to say he, that he Finch had, his had back. a big dick. He helped him come. Wait, but his he lied story. for him. That wasn't even true. Tell me you don't want a friend who's gonna lie for you. I don't need friends to lie for me. He says right before that, he says anything you hear about me is true. So he just kept that going for him. So when I was writing in my notes in regards to who is the MVP of the movie, my literal notes are two words, comma, tongue, tornado. That's why Kevin's your MVP. Yes, you have a whole page of notes on him, but because everyone I told you I have a page for each question. It took him the book to find the most basic. Right. Here, let me just say this about Kevin seems to be potentially like the most likable character but he's, he's a little short a, huh everything about him in the movie is just kind of tied to his girlfriend i would like to see something of him outside of the girlfriend thing but what's funny is that we could talk about this movie after just watching it with the hindsight of having seen all the sequels which is interesting because what the future movies kind of show is kevin just was that super girlfriend guy like in every movie he had a girlfriend or a wife like he just was always that guy Oz was that guy. Kevin was the faker. He was like the I, I might disagree under, with you, but Oz was always I mean, I guess genuine in some sense. I feel like what Kevin he? was faking All right, shit. Let's go ahead and bring that up right now, because we wanted to discuss that. Let's let's get that going right now. This is just an impromptu question. Chris Oz striker. Was he legit? Was he real? Or was he like he, just faking his shit the whole time? He knew how to code switch. He knew how to like make her happy and feel like sensitive and like he cared about her but then he knew how to like be a bro behind her back he knew, how to, chill. Least, he knew how to chill the bros too. yeah and yeah. at least he knew what to do and when except for when she saw them after the game which yeah. like you can't call him a bad guy for that like i would rather if he's gonna be a bro i don't hear about it or see it yeah. in front of me if it's about me he leads the movie in cheesy-ass lines, Yo, for sure. So, I only have a few very short notes about him. First word, corny. Mm-hmm. Second word was <laughs> serial killer. Because what? he referred to himself as a kick-ass lacrosse player when he was talking to that girl. He goes, I know everyone just looks at me like a kick-ass lacrosse player. And I was like, oh, God, this guy's a psychopath. Like, what? A- Who has ever said the words 
kick-ass lacrosse player. How do you player. land on serial killer out of that, though? He referred to himself as a kick-ass lacrosse player. I don't know how else to say it, but there's like an Why oxymoron. Why make him a serial killer? Well, he was also very calculated about his responses. He was very sweet to her and kind. And then as soon as she walks like 50 feet away, he's like high-fiving and dancing. Like, acting nah, like they were dancing. Right there, like, mainly yeah. corny. And he referred to himself as a kick-ass lacrosse player, which is, I played lacrosse for four years in high school. And there it is. There are no kick ass lacrosse players. I don't know what else to say about that. So let me get to my MVP so we gotta we can move on with the thing is here. I went with Stifler. Because I feel like this movie does not work without him. Yep. Simply because you think of the group of friends, everybody in the movie is a straight man around Stifler. If you think about it. Jim, kind of a straight man. Kevin, definitely a straight man. Oz Striker, straight man as fuck. Finch, he's got a, his own personality, but he just kind of works as sort of like a one-liner type. You need that Stifler to like really like amp up the scenes and come in hot with like that character that describes what high school was. Every high school had some kind of Stifler of some kind, you know. I think Stifler's my MVP, but also as we were just talking about Jim and how he kind of encompasses this movie and really defines sort of like what going through adolescence and all the confusion. Like, we basically see this movie through Jim's eyes without being actually through. It's not like some Ferris Bueller shit where it's like he's talking to the camera. But really, it just kind of follows along his path. So I would throw Jim in there, too, as a co-MVP, you know? But the movie doesn't work without either one of them. Like, it's basically those two who I think really carry this. Can we give an honorable mention? Sure. Nadia. Oh, fuck off. All right, so then let's get into the sixth man where I was trying to kick around a few names last episode. We had Lou Williams, Alex Caruso, Tony Kukoc. Let's fuck all the names. Let's just call it the sixth man award. That is the character that comes off the bench. Not that much screen time, but every time he's on screen, you're like, this guy makes it count. Well, she makes it count, and it's definitely Stipler's mom. Lies. All right, why? I mean, because the whole movie is leading up to Finch and Stifler's mom. I mean, all of us were waiting for Stifler's mom. We don't even actually see her face until a good, yeah, like, 40 like or 50 last, minutes into the movie. Basically, like, the last scene. minutes into the movie. Like, the a last, like, three scenes. Yeah. I'm going to argue it's obviously Stifler's mom. Okay. Well, yeah, obviously, she brings a statutory rape into the movie, so that's good. But, realistically... Sherman, the Shermanator, <laughs> baby. He is absolutely the Shermanator. He refers to himself in the third person. This guy is. I mean, he's a ginger. Pro, he's a ginger. He's slaying more girls at that school than anyone else, and he gets called out at the end for slaying as many girls. He so. doesn't see. This is where Cam left. I left for a couple minutes. He went to get a focus. He gets called happen. out for the opposite of that. Oh. He gets called out for being a virgin who only has screwed a grapefruit. And then he pisses himself in front of everybody. Again, <laughs> proving that he's the goddamn six man. No, no, no. Every so, time he's on the screen, he's great. I wrote this question down because I actually agree with you. I think Shermanator. Yeah! But no. here's why. He's depicted in this movie as this ridiculous, in his own head, like arrogant fuck who actually is not scoring any girls, but he just carries himself as though. But... I thought about it. It's like if I was actually going to high school and this guy went to high school and he walked around like that all the time, this fool would probably be he fucking slayed. Awesome That's shit. what I said. Not like oh slaying. Not slaying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying like he's hooking up with whoever he wants. He might be getting those band girls. Let's get this right. He looks awkward and weird, so he could either do that and be that guy. Or he could just be like, yo, all I got is to have this crazy alter ego and just believe in it and go full force with it the whole time. And I feel like, as happens in that movie, that girl, that little cute girl he's hanging out with the whole time, she's digging it. Like, some high school girl would totally, like, eat that weird confident shit up. Just Confers. be like, I don't know, he calls himself the Shermanator, yeah. Like, And if it was in, like, social media days, that would be, like, his handle on like instagram and he would shit. have a whole thing he would make like crazy videos on instagram and like yeah he would make it work it's weird to think but i actually think if that guy existed in life like he would be more successful than you think hooking up with so many girls that i don't know don't want the rest of their i don't know about that i it like is. i feel like you have more faith in them than i do i do but i do think <laughs> he would surprise people just by his weird it was a lot about like how many what i did in high school Oh, you were the Shermanator? Kinda, I was the Shermanator. No way, man. <laughs> I was okay. the Shermanator. Fine ladies here, boys. Mm-hmm. Confidence is high. 
Repeat confidences, huh? Sherman is moving to DEFCON to full strategic arsenal. Ready for deployment. You have something going tonight, Sherman? You see that central chick, Burnett? Um, no. no. She's around. Seems she's taking a liking to me. Fellas, it's time she experienced the Shermanator. Is I think in the 90s, maybe the Shermanator thing doesn't get over as much. But I think nowadays, if somebody actually carried themselves around and were just like 100% committed to nope. being the Shermanator, I think that shit actually would play nowadays. Alright, let's go to the Kirstie Alley Award for things that have aged worse. I want to... I want to switch this up to the Chevy Chase Award because I think he has a better situation. Chevy Chase has aged awfully in the last 10 years. So let's just say this, the Chevy Chase Award. Is he still alive? Yeah, he is. He just looks like he's a... He he went from being like kind of like a a funny, decent-looking older guy to like your grandpa's grandpa in like five-year period. So like... He's the one that's going to be carry the name for the award that has not aged well. And let's for? just say there's a lot of Chevy Chase Awards winners in American Pie. So let's let's start it off. I mean, there's so, I mean, like, like the, the whole, whole movie. movie yeah. The whole movie, pretty much. I'll just start with Stifler. He's just like slapping girls in the ass. He's calling them out. He's calling them bitches. Everything he does nowadays, like that character, you will not see in a movie because like they'll be called out immediately and they'll be on... Stemming off that. Yes. Love it. I think that the next one would be, it's just fucking nicknames. It's just calling people like badass nicknames like Stifler or just like... Well, that was his so last name. that didn't age well? The Sherman. I don't think it. I don't, I don't I think, think it's as well. cool to call people bad nicknames. Were like, you in a sorority or a fraternity at all? No, I wasn't okay. at I was gonna all. say, like, we, like, you have like pledged like Hold on. If you're out there listening, but that, we're talking like, about hasn't aged well though. Okay, but it, I'm, it, saying, I'm saying it has aged well. It still happens. No, it's but people like you can't like it. They don't like that anymore. Like I don't like that. I don't know. Yeah. Nicknames, I feel like can always. I feel like I don't know. Hazing is a real thing, and you could fucking get in trouble for that. Calling somebody really, pledged queef <laughs> is not hazing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where that came from either. Obviously, the uh, internet webcam trickery. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that yes. is. Unacceptable. <laughs> What's interesting is that this movie happened in like a maybe two to three year window where that could have been done in a movie without and it would have being... been like, yeah, without being like just ostracized. At that time, yes. that was this weird thing where like that was just being discovered that was a thing that could be done. Which, by the way, I don't know how Jim emailed like the whole director. I don't think that's possible. That And you could see him like click the names that he, like it's. But then again, another make thing sense. is. Parents those days would have absolutely lost their minds if they. Oh no, the school would be like shut down. Like yeah, the thing it's is, but the school and the parents weren't looking at that. At that no, time. no, but yes, like, they, they got no. around. Yeah, one of the Eventually. parents in future movies. Uh, Eugene Levy even like brings up that it was brought up at a PTA meeting and stuff. So like yeah, it got around to the whole like semester as I think it would. You know, if that had happened, it would actually get around to the whole community. So like you're right, like. The fact that it was like celebrated like that and like romanticized as it was, yeah. definitely didn't age well. American Pie was the first one to teach us that nobody understands the cloud. And, yes. And that thing on the internet might just get <laughs> shot anywhere and beware because if you put it on the internet, it's on the internet forever. That's the thing is they were ahead of the curve on this one. This was a time when people were innocent to the fact that you could put something on the internet and that would be seen. But you gotta think that one of the few people happened, especially if Stifler was involved. That's probably the way they should have done it. Stifler would have like, sent it to everybody. Stifler would send that shit out to everybody and be like, oh my god, Jim just like ejaculated twice within like a 15 minute period with a girl in his room. Like, that shit would have gotten never. Like, that was a time when people thought the internet was more innocent. And now that we have the cloud, it's that much more like, I don't know what the fuck is what. I'm gonna bring up the thing that has absolutely aged the worst that I didn't even really notice until this time around, Stifler's mom is a fucking predator. Okay? Yeah, she said she likes some aged 18. She says, oh, this bottle of scotch is aged 18 years. Just, Just like I like them. Like that shit, I remember when I was watching as a kid, I thought that was like, oh, that's hot. Oh, like she's like, and I'm looking at it back now as like an adult. I'm like, what the fuck? I got some scotch. Single malt? Aged 18 years. The way I like it. 
this like what what was she like late forties fifty year old woman? And I feel straight, like we all commented on that. Straight, straight, but it's not rape if a lady's doing it to a young man. Yes, it absolutely hundred percent. Also, yeah, common common misconception there. Also, the idea that like that is her target range that she's like oh like I prey on eighteen year old boys. Like, sure, Finch was a mature 18-year-old who was kind of looking for that, so I guess it worked out in movie sense and whatever. That was, like, his glorious moment and everything. But think about this. What was Stifler's mom even doing hanging out in the basement at their party at the cabin? Waiting for a fucking 18-year-old to walk down there so she she could, like, pray on What kind of chaperoning was she doing? She was clearly there to try to prey on an 18-year-old that just kind of wandered into her little lounge. I feel like the same type of chaperoning that we had when we were that age. Let's transition into this. Who is the scummiest character of the movie? Because my vote is Stifler's mom. Definitely Stifler's mom. You think? Even more than Stifler? Yeah. Yeah, obviously that's where he gets it from. Though, right? I might have to go with Flinch. No, Finch. Really? Finch. Why though? The second okay, because he, he yeah, pays right. money to be deceitful to people. That's yeah. true. Like yeah. he is scummy in like a legitimate like Stifler might be a bag of shit, but he owns who he is. He's not trying like, to fuck yeah. him. Like here's the thing: like that doesn't make him per se a good person, but he doesn't hide who he is. Like, exactly. Finch. Like tries to manipulate people through money, coercion, and lies. So I actually think that's way worse than being a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take it back to what we talked about Oz earlier, and I'm gonna argue that Oz might have been the douchiest character here because it took advantage of the sweet choir girl, let she, his boys talk oh, shit, she and was she all dumps him at this. In well, the she second was a smart movie. girl. She was a smart girl. Okay, we're not. That's right. He got what he deserved. Yeah, we'll keep this in the first movie, but like. I do agree with you on the fact that looking back at it, like he legitimately joined a choir just to try to fuck a girl. And, just, like, no, just to impress a girl. That literally came the scene after they had a, a pack that said they're gonna try to get laid, <laughs> and that was the next step. Is he's like, oh, I could coax some choir chick into this, and like, yeah, I do he think he actually I, has feelings for her. He, didn't he ends lie up. To her I mean, that's what he ends that's up. That's what he tells her. That's the thing that it's actually looking back. Oz is the hardest one to figure out, really, because you're like you're never sure like if he's yeah, like being they legit. Have sex, they have that like intimate moment where it's like, look at like this he, was actually real, and there were like feelings involved. Versus Michelle and Jim, where she just like dips out and puts an inflatable in bed. With I mean, but what's his name, Chris Klein? If I <laughs> if I had sexual relations with Chris Klein, I'd be down too, and I, I'd, yeah, I'd go for what, it. Yeah, that's what that's the difference. That's honestly the difference between him being like creepy to the general audience and being like a scum and being the Shermanator. Is that he's like an attractive no, guy? So like you're you're okay with like you're like oh yeah no he's like soft and he's sweet, but like if he was an ugly dude doing all the shit that he did. You might look at him a little different. And I also have a note saying that Kevin is probably <laughs> the only one that ever had a healthy relationship with uh, a Victoria. healthy marriage. Yeah, no, because like, he, was he was such a girlfriend one. guy. So like, yeah, and he, he was, was working at it. He had a book, and he was like super studying. Yeah, on no, it. that's the thing is like his entire character seems based around like making his partner happy. Yeah, like, yeah. I like, agree he'll with that. have a happy marriage. I agree with that, yeah. Okay, and then lastly, we had the Jen Aniston Award. The Jennifer Aniston Award is what ages the best. Did anybody write anything down for that? Yeah. I got a few little nuggets <laughs> out of it, if you were being, like, super optimistic. What's like, up? Like, their friendship. Like, they are loyal to each other, and maybe it's, like... Well, obviously their friendship is more than just the act, and, like, that's a big part of the movie. But, like, you can tell, like, they de- they genuinely have built strong relationships and friendships. And, you know, looking back on high school, I can say the same thing. So, to me, that is aged well, that high school is a time where you do find a foundation, like, of a group of people that shape you and root you and you can look back on and be happy that you knew. And I'd say that the future movies after that also... Like, Follow up on that. And they yeah. evolve they whenever they go to college and yeah. kind of separate yeah. and, they and they come kind of, back. Yeah. yeah. I'm from the Midwest, so maybe my perspective is different. But I know so many people who got married from high school and your hometown and your high school homies shape you. Stemming off that, I love what you're saying about your high school homies saying that one of the things I wrote down or what I think of is like the pact between friends of like, you know, that's timeless of like, no matter what it is, having that pact between your close friends that's like, this is what we're going to do next. We're all going to do it together. Yeah. I got one. What's that? Jim. 
I'm the kitchen island because I wrote that down too. Kids are still fucking pies and blowing it with hot girls to this day. <laughs> well said. I don't know what the fucking pies part, but like, yeah, blowing it with hot girls, yeah. Like, just like being that awkward, like trying to figure out how to like navigate uh, socializing. It, that I, I would agree. That that would be mine too. I feel like fucking a pie is a metaphor. What's okay? I don't <laughs> think. Besides American Pie, no kid has actually put their penis inside of it. I wouldn't put it past, especially after this movie came out. I'm sure some fools tried that. Again, I feel like I need, how many times you got to transition from pie fucking in this whole Guys. In this fucking pie? At least two more times. You're right. You're welcome. Is. Before we get to final notes, does anybody have a favorite quote? We already said mine. Let's just tell your mother we ate it all. And they moved it to moved the actual it. table. They picked the pieces up off the island <laughs> <laughs> to the table. To look at a fucking pie. Along that same note, one of my favorites is when Jim just walks outside of his room and, and Eugene Levy's just like standing there and he's like, oh, hey, I'm just looking at this picture and it's a picture of them all cheesing. He's like, that was a fun day, wasn't it? Jim, I'd like to talk to you about masturbation. I love his seamless transition. That, that was literally what I was That's, about to say. Yeah. But there was a line by um, Oz at the beginning of the movie. When he says "suck me, beautiful thing," and it's like a good thing, <laughs> oh. but that's not that's not the point. It's when Stifler comes up to him like the yes. next day, and he's like, "No, that, suck me, beautiful." At that party, here, here's yeah. here's the thing I always loved is the scene starts with uh, Stifler has his arm around Oz, and then he's looking off, so it almost looks like he's talking to somebody else, and he goes, "You seriously said that?" <laughs> and Oz just kind of nods, and he said, "He's like." Suck me, beautiful. You actually said that? <laughs> Shut up. You did a hell of a lot better than I did with Nadia. Oh, thanks, Jim. That's great. That's really reassuring. Hey, no problem, Nova. Hey, don't call me Nova anymore. I'm a fraud. You guys are pathetic. I'm gonna find myself a little hottie. Suck me, beautiful. Like that's I love how he just starts the scene by like looking away with seriously said that. Sam, what would you do so if, confident. if a guy said suck me beautiful to you? Yeah, I'd probably just laugh. I don't know how we'll get back to him, that ever could I don't know. Oh, you're funny. I don't know how that ever could have been looked at as a solid game technique though. Yo, he, he the funniest thing is when when Oz said it, he said it once and then she's like, What did you say? And he goes Suck so me beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> like, like, oh, like, the like maybe she didn't really hear what I said. Like I could just Let's run try it back that by one her. More time. Like maybe she just was just deaf up here. I have to go with the most iconic, well-known phrase from the movie. Even if you've never seen any of the American Pie franchise, everybody knows the one time a band can't lie. Like that's just right. Yeah. Nobody after that could ever say the term this, uh, one, this time. one time. Like everybody's mind immediately after that goes at band, band camp. camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, like, like it kind of ruined the opportunity to say that. I was like in middle school, not even like never had seen the movie, not even knowing what the rest of the line was, just knowing this one time. Yeah. I'd have to say from my notes, I wish I took better notes, but all I wrote was You have like, like eight, eight pages of notes. I didn't I didn't write the context. All I know is it was saying Sherman saying what a loser. And in what? retrospect knowing who Sherman was. What a loser. Yeah, after he gets it? everybody in is watching him online and he and he blows his load That's twice. It, there you go. Oh yeah. What a loser. Because I've watched this movie over and over again when I was in high school. So I have some favorites that are just very, like, small little things that I just remember made me laugh a bunch when I was a kid. So stuff like Sherman first shows up at the party and Stifler walks by and he goes, Sherman! He's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing here? Yes, yeah. That used to make me laugh so hard as a kid. I don't know why. I fucking love that. Sherman! Hey! What the fuck are you doing here? Sherman is that guy that a guy like Stiffer would respond to that to. Like, he definitely didn't invite Sherman to the party. And then uh, when Nadia is, she's looking at the porn mags, and Finch has this little line. He just goes, she reads the articles. <laughs> yo, yes, yo, yes. That's right. I swear to God, I have that one. Yeah. She reads the articles, Finch. Yo, because... <laughs> That's like, his like, classic Finch right like, there. Like, it's it was, like, so, like... underlying, subtle, like, just... It completely against yeah. 
a girl being able to enjoy like the sexual images. Going back to my question as to who I think I would get along with in this cast, I feel like that's who I want hanging out with me while that shit's happening. It's the guy who says she reads the articles. And then the final one I had is when the band uh, is playing during the prom, they're like, all right, we're gonna take a little break. You are beautiful. And they start walking out for like three seconds and then in the most subtle background, you just hear, Suck! <laughs> I always love that. I don't know why. That was like my favorite you suck in history. Okay, thank you, Great Falls. We're gonna take a little break now. You are beautiful. You suck! You suck! Because it wasn't like commanding and they didn't show the guy who said it. And that band was fucking weird. They had like five guys who look like Russian immigrants that were like 90 years old. I don't know why that band would be playing a prom, but... <laughs> Anyways, I think we've gone over favorite quotes. Let's go ahead and round it out with some final C notes. Does anybody else have any notes that they wrote down that they want to throw out there before we wrap this puppy up? My final note would just be, like, we keep talking about how it was, like, a cult classic, but just, like, how much this movie really influenced every other movie, like, teen rom-com after. Like, I think of... I put this with like wedding crashers and like dude where's my car it's just like one of those like iconic movies that you will remember forever it changed our generation and and pop culture i think that's a good point because there's a certain thing when you see 90s movies you know think about like clerks or like mall rats or like office space half-baked things like that and then there's a different element to American Pie that feels different from those. Like, those feel like 90s movies. And American Pie really kind of feels like that transition Which is, from those movies. It's still a little bit of those movies. And then those movies like, that you like were... She's all all those ones that you were just yeah. talking about, it kind of like... Like the Sarah Michelle Gellar opened Freddy up Jr. to era. that. Yeah. yeah, it opened up to like both rom-coms and just comedy, like raunchy comedies at the same time. I have a great point. What's up? We have not talked about this person the entire podcast. And I hated her. Victoria. She was the worst high school girlfriend Terry. ever. Terry. Yeah. She was just the hot girl. She didn't have to do anything. She didn't do anything. And she was bitchy and like judgmental and terrible the whole time. And it's funny because we talked about every character. And she was the only one we okay. did not mention. And she's just a terrible human. And she's a terrible human throughout terrible. the entire thing. So like, if I have one point to bring up, it's that. Well, she was also like possibly the hottest girl in the movie so like if she was not uh, not, not even Nadia. close not even was hands down that was always the debate when i was in high school I'll even was say like who was hotter shannon elizabeth or what's her name tara no. reed tara funny reed. thing is tara that was always the biggest debate for me too in high school yeah that I was a hot debate was one i threw out there um the term milf was invented here i, I think like of was. all the terms yeah because literally when this movie came out i had never seen milf i think this described what milf was to everybody when John chose like M I L F, Mom, I'd like to fuck. Ooh, I took some milf. What the hell is that? M I L F, Mom, I'd like to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You got milf. 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 Dude, hey, dude, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> oh my God, bro. Dude. That is something that we had never seen before, and it's become such a common part of like our language that you know it's worth noting. So, and it has to be the most popular like porn tag ever. That's true. I don't know why. It's actually <laughs> kind of overused. There's one more note that I want to make. Uh, when they're doing the whole sequence of them to that song that we opened with, they it's all the guys kind of like doing their we're trying to get laid sort of like stuff like. Oz starts watching like female shows and stuff and Finch is doing whatever he's doing with the golf clubs for some reason and Jim he joins this thing called E-Date and it's like an online web thing and it's kind of posed as this sort of loser thing like look at loser Jim he's trying to join like an internet dating thing and it's like and it's like you get no results and he's like oh what and he like takes a cheesy picture of himself so it's kind of this another time period thing where it's like it's posed as this sort of thing like oh how embarrassing he's trying to like 
do an internet data thing and like I think that's another point that's how far we've come that that's yeah. become just this normal part of culture that's <laughs> everyone needs a little COVID cohabitator you know what? I'm actually really proud of Jenny for being able to get her mind off the quarantine thing for the duration for of this podcast really. I mean we've also now <laughs> talked about American Pie just as long as we watched the movie yeah so. that's true that is true yeah and you know what it was a good escape from everything we've been doing in life but that's great think we've talked about three things and then some he wants to clink his red cup clink hey we're cheersing to, to kevin's older brother although kevin oh leave, let's go out on him kevin's older brother was a he G. was dope i remember even he was as a super kid, cool you know what i like gotta say this real quick i always thought kevin's older brother as a kid i was like that's the kind of older brother you want right there yep. just like a g he's super smooth he gives him the secrets and i looked back on it now and i'm like it's funny he looks young to me now, but as a kid, I thought he looked like this cool older brother, but older like he was even a kid then. Child. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. On that note, Kevin's older brother, low-key six-man off the bench, MVP. Yep. He gets the award. He wasn't really a six-man. He was, yeah, he no, was it, really... No, he won but he made his scene count. He and had, that's his, the kind of he thing had a few minutes. Said. You know what I'm saying? He made him count, though. You're right. He didn't even get credited with a name. Just Kevin's older brother. Kevin's so. older brother. And that, going to give it up to him. Give it up to everybody in this room. Stay with it. I think we've rounded the crust on this American Pie feature. So with that said, on behalf of the Three Things Podcast crew, I'm Castle. I'm Sam. I'm Cam. I'm Jay Sims. To the next step. To the next step. To the next step. To the next motherfucking step. We are out of here. got an idea about something new. How about you guys actually locate your dicks, remove the shrink wrap, and fucking use them?